0: was August of 1998 and I was driving down a highway and um, if you were in the car alongside of me you would wonder what this crazy man was doing because I was singing to myself at the loudest tone of voice that I could I I was uh, almost jumping around in my seat even though I was driving I I was um, so elated Because um, approximately nine months earlier, I faced financial difficulty, and what I had just come from was the closing of the sale of my business, the Sherpa Snowshoe Company. Uh, And the things that led up to this uh, were as follows. In April of 1997, I was visiting with one of my field men, a field man. Is a a snowshoe expert that I had a relationship with and I was visiting with his wife in the morning and she was a very devout Catholic Uh, and I was telling her how the cross was central to my life and that um, there were things in my life that left to my own devices Uh, I would not choose the path that I was put on because of my cross and I had a Uh, a formula, if you will. I would think of the worst that could happen to me and accept that. I would state it out loud I mean in my mind through prayer, I accept this. And then I would ask for the grace to accept my cross. And uh, I found that um, if I was, if it was to my own the things, the ways that my life changed through my cross was a much better way than what I would have chosen for myself to such a degree that I told this person that um, I welcome the cross, I seek the cross, because left to my own devices my life would be a ruin and God knows better than I do for my life. And she presented me with a book, St. John of the Cross. Uh, He talked about a big cross and when I read those words I knew that I had not yet experienced the big cross. In December, everything that could go wrong did go wrong with my company, and the, um, my markets had changed, and uh, I knew that I was not going to be able to make my bank uh, the forecast with the bank for my line of credit. I immediately called the bank, told them my situation, and two days later they called back and told me they were cutting me off. That uh, the line of credit was, I couldn't get any more advances on the line of credit, and for a person who uh, prided himself, prided themselves on their financial relationships, it was, um, it was um, shocking. Um, nonetheless, and after, uh, I don't have a specific recollection, but after a bit of time. Um, I did what I had so um, had had explained to my Catholic uh, friend, and that was that I thought to myself, uh, you see, I had to call right after the bank told me there was no not going to be any more money coming. I had to call all of my suppliers, and I had 20 suppliers that I owed money to, and I had to tell them that I wasn't going to be able to pay it. I remember it was on a Friday I came home and I had the whole weekend to to think about facing this and it really wasn't that bad because I would think what's the worst that can happen to me that I go bankrupt and I accepted I said I said I accept this if this is your will for me I accept even this if this is your will for me and um, I asked for the grace to accept it and I had to do that five or six times over the weekend to keep my peace, but it was, it was pretty good that I was able to pretty well keep my peace. Now, um, there's a difference between happiness and joy. I wasn't happy. Happiness, everything is going on right around you, but in joy, uh, things aren't going the way you would like to have them, but you do have peace. There is some consolation there. So I got into the office and I called my first uh, supplier, and I told him that I would not be unable to pay him because um, I had lost my financing and I didn't know when I would get new financing so therefore I couldn't tell him when I could pay his bill and I remember how angry he was he was very angry at me and I let him have his anger and then I said I certainly can understand your being angry because if I was in your situation I would feel the same way that you do Um, and then I said there's not a lot that I can do but what 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 I can do, I will do. And I do have a finished goods inventory of snowshoes. And if any of your employees want to buy the uh, finest snowshoe in the world, these were aluminum frame snowshoes that were used around the world in uh, mountain climbing and expeditions and rangers, it was a very good product, that I would sell it to the employees at a discounted price and not get anything, and they could keep the proceeds towards what I owed them. And when I've said that, um, this is like a tip too if you face a difficult situation. If you do some kindness to the people, whatever it is, however small it might be or inconsequential it might be, it helps them to remember who who you were, who you are. And for 20 years I had paid all my bills, taken discounts, and this man lightened up. And then I offered to him to take a note in exchange for the account payable that he had now the note was subject to my receiving financing, but it was different from a short-term instrument that was immediately doing payable into a, uh, you know, a, a, uh, an instrument that recognized my situation. And some would accept that, some would not. I found that if you ask for two things, you're liable to get one. And um, some accepted the uh, payment of their bill in snowshoes. Some accepted uh, the gift and many, many did not. The next thing that I had to do was to lay off employees, just slash employees, because this was December and I had to get to the following year and uh, there just wasn't the money to do things that, that normally we would be able to do. So we went from 20 employees down to four employees And I reasoned that the company was better off alive than dead. So I had a plan, and the plan was to sell the company. Because my markets had changed, uh, I realized that I was not the ideal person for this company. So I thought, I wrote down who would be, what kind of person would be the ideal person. And somebody who was a marketing person would be the ideal person. And I found an advertising agency, uh, Hanson, Dodge, and Sutter, who uh, Tim Dodge and his firm did all of the marketing for Trek Bicycles. And so I called on him as a possible buyer for this company, as a strategic buyer. If, you're, if you own a company and you want to sell it, you'll get more from a strategic buyer, somebody who's not in that field and who can use what you have to leverage into more. The problem was that he did was not a manufacturer so he partnered with a job shop that would manufacture the company. They formed an LLC and as far as the bank was concerned, you know, I'm moving things along here, but as far as the bank was concerned, the money that I owed the bank, um, a portion of it was paid for by the job shop company who bought all of my inventory and all of my equipment. By the time the sale occurred, we had created a finished goods inventory and we had preseason orders. A preseason order is an order taken in April or May for delivery the following fall. So by having these orders and the snowshoes to go along with it, they were able to, the amount of money they came up with, was less than the value of those orders and the snowshoes when they would sell them. So they actually came out they, they came out ahead on that aspect of it. And the other portion of the money that I owed to the bank was paid by Marianne and I selling a home that we had in Northern Wisconsin. It was a second home. Um, so I remember, the biggest thing I remember is being upset with myself because in doing things differently from the way that I had done them before, I realized I could have taken a million dollars out of this company over a 20-year period uh, that, that I had run the company up to that point in time. And let me give you an example. I had a bill for $1,000 that was a maintenance agreement on my copying machine. And the copy machine was broken, Uh, but I hadn't paid the maintenance agreement. So I found that I had to scrutinize everything very carefully. So I called up the owner of the company, and I asked him to look at my records. And he looked at the records. He said, well, last year you had about $400 in service calls, and you had a maintenance agreement for $1,000. So you would have been better off to not have the maintenance agreement and just have service calls looked at the previous year, same thing, the previous year to that was the same thing. And I asked him, can you go retroactive? Can you uh, eliminate the maintenance agreement? Uh, And, uh, you know, that would mean he would owe me some money. (laughs) And he said, no, no, I can't do that. And I said, well, can we get rid of the maintenance agreement for this year? And he said, yes. And he said, I'll send the repair manual right away. So in one day's time, I paid seventy-five dollars for the repair, and I got rid of a thousand-dollar bill. When when you when you're not forced to to do things, to, not forced to look at things differently, you you have no idea of the possibilities. Now, Adoration Chapel was a significant um, thing for myself because, you know, I'm giving you the conclusion of everything. But as I went through, you never knew what what was going to be around the corner or. Or, or how you would be able to go along. And when things got too difficult, I would slip out of the company. And in Burlington, Wisconsin, there's a Franciscan seminary nearby, and they had adoration there, adoration there. And I would slip into the chapel, and uh, I, would, I would say, God, I can't, you know, I, I've taken it as far as I can. I'm, I'm asking for your help now. And then I would slip back out. And one time they had confession there and this Franciscan priest, I went into confession and I told him what I was facing and I told him there's a lot of temptations to to try to uh, do things that would be good for yourself but not necessarily good for everybody else. And I said, I'm trying to do the right thing at each step of the way. And he exhorted me, it was as if he had deep knowledge on the subject, he exhorted me, oh, do the right thing. I can still remember in my mind how the exhortation that I got again a grace from God so so um, we uh, we sold the company all of the employees uh, who were still with me were offered a position in the new firm Uh, the uh, person who had the experience to um, make the company succeed much better than myself uh, had taken over the company. I didn't know what I would do next. Um, I had faith that I, I did what I call faith surfing. I like that analogy because I'm not a surfer, but to surf, as I see it, you have to be on the crest of the wave. If you stay on the crest of the wave, you'll be okay. You won't be crushed. Um, but uh, So what does that mean? That means having your trust in God. When, when you don't know how things are going to conclude or where you're going to go, you put your faith in God. And that formula of accepting my cross uh, helped me time and time again. And I did transition into um, uh, financial planning, mostly for business owners. Uh, in 1998, after I sold the company, Marianne sent me to a job fair uh, and uh, I took a position with a firm. And then in uh, 2003, I started my own company, Tree Ford Financial. And from uh, 2003, th- uh, for the eight years ended December 31st, uh, 2010, I had a 13% compound annual return for my average client against a benchmark of 7%. And the way that I did it, a main way that I did it, was by having an element of conservatism in everything I did. And by being very um, diligent and scrutinizing everything very carefully, these are things that this experience, this near bankruptcy experience, uh, changed me, made me be a different person, and helped me to do this. Uh, I was... um, Included, I received an award for being in the top 2% of uh, wealth managers in Chicago by Chicago Magazine. And I have, there's brochures back there if anybody is interested. Uh, thank you. Does anybody have any questions? Yes. I would it be just easy just to, to, what was the disadvantage a bankruptcy? To go into you bankruptcy? Anyway, no? no, I didn't lose everything. No, no. Oh, uh, I'm, sorry. no. I'm sorry, it's a good point. Um, so the people who bought the company, I, I left this out. The people who bought the company agreed to pay 5% of sales uh, for as long as it took in order to pay off the amount of money that they owed to me and to the creditors. And so the, um, this was on a pro-rata basis, and the creditors were able to keep selling to the company uh, and had the potential of future business with the company as well as a, an opportunity for a payout uh, from the company. Thanks. An important missing element. Any other questions? Well, at this time, we'll include uh, with a prayer.